I'm crying. I got to wipe my eyes or I can't see you all. Thank you, Pastor Dave. Thank you for allowing me to speak tonight and asking and inviting. (sighs) I feel so honored. Okay, hang on. I'm just, wow. God's presence is good, isn't it? I have been preparing for this all week long, and actually for a couple weeks now, I've known that uh, I'm going to be delivering the word to you tonight. And the funny thing is, he just said, you know, whether you know what you're saying when you step up to the microphone or not, I am a prepared person. I like to be prepared. How many of you like to be prepared when you're going to go do something, especially when it's for other people or in front of other people? You like to have a plan, right? Yeah, okay. So I sat down. Uh, midweek and wrote out a three-point message for you guys tonight, and it was awesome, and I'm like, okay, I'm good. I feel good. Okay, so Friday comes, and I'm like, I don't think I'm supposed to do that, and so I, and it's about the Holy Spirit. All of them are about the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives, and then my husband says, you know, we're going to preach about the Holy Spirit on Sunday morning, and I'm like, hold on. I'm preaching about the Holy Spirit on Sunday night. You can't have him on Sunday morning. Right? No. Okay. So he's like, no, we're, we are. This is what we're doing, and you're going to roll with it. And I was like, okay, you just took my message for Sunday night. And so I, again, sat down to write out what I felt like the Lord was saying. And again, uh, that became the Sunday morning message. And so my last draft is this. Okay, so are you ready to go on an adventure with me tonight? I trust the Holy Spirit. I feel slightly terrified. Do you know how when you're getting ready to go on a roller coaster, that feeling you get, like that (sighs) feeling? Yeah, that's what I got right now. Like, I'm going to die. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Let's go on an adventure tonight with Holy Spirit. I believe that every one of you that are sitting here tonight are hungry for more. That's why you're here. And that's why I came. I want more, I want more, I want more of God. And he is infinitely greater than we can ask, think, or imagine. So there's always more, right? There's always more at the table. You're still hungry? Come eat. Let's go. There's more. So the phrase that I have on the top of my paper is life in the spirit. And so I sat down and I'm like, what does it mean to live life in the Holy Spirit? What does it mean? You want to hear some stuff? Fullness, wholeness, energy equals life in the Holy Spirit. Encouragement Guidance, discipline equals life in the Holy Spirit. Adventure, courage, radical thinking equals life in Holy Spirit. Unbelievable dreams, wildest imagination, transportation, like the Ethiopian in Acts, and Philip was baptizing him, and he was, I can't get over that. I'm stuck on that story this week of like, I want to do that. 
I, not right now, but I do want to do that. He was transported from baptizing the Ethiopian to a completely different location, and he continued to preach the power of the Holy Spirit wherever he went. And the Ethiopian never saw him again. He went back home, and he kept on going, and he said, Jesus, Jesus. That's so cool. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Unbelievable dreams, wildest imagination. Transportation is, is kind of in my wildest imagination. Miracles, signs, wonders equals life in the Holy Spirit. Tongues, fire, power equals life in the Holy Spirit. Supernatural, supernatural, kingdom living, divine calling and destiny equals life with the Holy Spirit. Prophecy, words of knowledge, words of wisdom equals life in the Holy Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit comes from life with Holy Spirit. Heavenly power wraps around you. Go and wait until the power from on high. That's what Jesus' words were. Wait for the heavenly power to wrap around you, anointing pouring over you, freedom flowing through you. That equals life in the Holy Spirit. And that is the end of my notes. Have a great night. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> like, well, that was good, short, but powerful, right? I mean, you don't really have to add. Holy Spirit does it. And I think if we think about all of those words, and that was a lot of words that I gave you, but like, wow, I want to do those things. I want to see those things. How many of you want to see signs and wonders and miracles? How many of you want to see people come by the droves just drawn to Jesus, drawn and hungry and ready to receive? That is our heart. That is, that is his heart in us. That's just not us being creative. That's his heart birthing in us a desire for his kingdom to come on earth, for his fullness to come now. All it takes is one person. I was thinking about this while we were worshiping. My mind, man, my mind has been going. I've been trying to figure out what God wants me to say all day. And every time I'm like, nope, 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 good try. Nope, stop trying. But I was sitting there, and I was thinking about the Azusa Street Revival. Well, I was thinking about Acts, too, when, when the Holy Spirit fell and the church was birthed. And then I was thinking about the Azusa Street Revival and how there was just a few people that decided that they wanted more. There was a few people that decided to believe the Word of God for the entire truth of the Word of God. That what happened in Acts was for them today, now. And they dug their feet in, and they dug their feet in in prayer and intimacy, and they said, Jesus, come now, Holy Spirit, now. And you can, Amy Simple McPherson, you can name off the different people that decided individually, I want more. I want more. There's more. There were three little ladies, and I don't know who they are, I don't know where, but it was around the Azusa Street Revival time that they hauled up, and, they, and there might have been more than three, but I can remember three. This is what, I don't know. Don't take my word for it. But there were three ladies that, that decided to haul up and say, we want more. Guess what they did in their time? This is just one thing. 
They were transported to different places around the globe. They came back in different clothes. They came back in the cultural clothes of wherever they visited. I want to do that. (laughs) I mean, wow. (laughs) I'm sorry. Little girl joy just popped up in me. All it takes is one person to decide they want all of God. I am determined. Are you determined that you want all of the power of the living God flowing through your life? All of those rivers of living water pouring out of you. I want it all. And I'm going to be patient. I'm going to listen. I'm going to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to walk when he says walk. I'm going to listen and obey and move and have my being. And that's what I want to talk to you tonight about. Go with me to Romans chapter 8. I have the Passion Translation. So if you don't have that translation and you want to actually hold this version in your hand, Pastor Travis has my handsome husband on the front row in the burgundy shirt. Um, He has copies of that that he can give you so that you can hold this translation or you can read out of yours and just try and follow along. It's up to you, whatever you guys want. But I wanted to get that in your hands if you wanted it because I like to be able to stay close with what's being said. Hmm. Romans 8. Over the last few years of my life, I was nine years old. I'll just tell you this. I was nine years old. Okay, hold on. Back up. Some of you don't know me at all. Um, These are my mom and dad right here, and you probably know them, (laughs) Pastor Larry and Pastor Ruthie, and they've been pastors here for my, I was 30, or I am 34, I was nine months old when we moved here to Lifeway, to First Assembly of God. I happen to live near our old church across town where we used to have church, and we're here now, but um, I grew up in the Assemblies of God, and I love the Assemblies of God. This beautiful, beautiful church that was birthed out of the revival at Azusa Street. It's just so cool. It's just so cool. That's our birthplace. But really, our birthplace is Pentecost, right? Our birthplace is when the Holy Spirit fell and the church was born. We are the assemblies of God, but we are the church of Jesus Christ. We are to be united, not divided. So it is powerful what I was raised up in. I was nine years old when I, when I, I was I baptized in water. And I was nine years old when I said, Holy Spirit, I want you to fill me. And I remember I shared this morning just crying out to God in the altar. I want all of you. I was so desperate. I was a desperate nine-year-old. Forgive me of my sins. I hit my brother yesterday. You know, like just so desperate for all of God. And he met me. He loves you. He doesn't hold out on us. And, and frankly, like, I didn't have to beg, but I felt this push, this drive for more. 
So if it's a crying out to God that you need to do, do it. He will meet you. He will fill you. So I was nine when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, and I said this morning, and I'm going to say it again, if I had stopped at nine and said, great, I'm baptized, I spoke in tongues, check. Okay? That, that's not the power. The power is Holy Spirit. We can speak in tongues all day long, but if we don't have relationship with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we've got nothing. He has to be an active part of our daily lives. And that's what I felt this evening that I was supposed to share with you is that, that as believers in Jesus, I know you are all hungry. And if you haven't received that baptism in the Holy Spirit, we're going to go after that tonight. And that's going to be fun. But I want you to know that he loves you and he adores you and he wants relationship with you. He wants relationship, not just do's and don'ts. You are redeemed. You are sanctified. You are his holy righteousness through Jesus. You are made one in him. And he wants relationship with you. And from that relationship flows the power of the Holy Spirit. And he is eager to baptize you. He's eager to fill you every day. Not just in an altar, one time. Every day. Ooh, oh. Every day. You could be washing the dishes in spirit. Whew. What happened, mom? Are you okay? That's good. It's just, it's just Holy Spirit. And then your kids are going to see you and, and, and they're going to see, oh, did you see that? And it's going to become natural for them. And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, my mom does that all the time. <laughs> right? It's natural. It should be a natural part of our spiritual life. He is a natural part. We don't segregate out Holy Spirit and set him aside. He is one with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They work together in a beautiful symphony, in a beautiful synchrony, synchrony, is that a word? Synchronization? Sure, okay. (laughs) Trying big words here. (laughs) They work together, and it's a beautiful harmony. That's a good one, okay. They don't work against each other. They don't flow and, and fight to flow. They move together. In our lives. Whew. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay. Living by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's read this. I just, God's word is so powerful. And this is my favorite chapter. It's, it, I, I mean, I say that about a few, but it's one of my favorites about who we are. Oh, it's so good. So let's dig in. You ready to eat? Are you hungry? I got a full table for you. Here we go. Okay. So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. For the law of the spirit of life flowing through the anointing of Jesus has liberated us from the law of sin and death. For God achieved what the law wasn't able to accomplish because the law was limited by the weakness of human nature. So you catch what he's saying here. Old covenant is gone. New covenant has come. 
No longer is it us trying to absolve our sins and trying to, the priests doing the sacrifices, that's all gone. Jesus was the final sacrifice, and on the cross, he said, it is finished, and it was done for you. The case is closed. I love how he says that. The case is closed. This is the Passion Translation, by the way, and I don't think I explained this, but this is a translation we've been reading out of, and Dr. Brian Simmons is a missionary, and he's been translating the Word of God for years, and the Lord led him to translate into English another version of the Bible, and it is very close to the original Greek, Aramaic, and Hebrew. That was his goal, because he's learning the languages. He's able to take and say, okay, this word in English may be more expounded in this version because that's his, that was his goal. So you can look it up, Passion Translation Online. It's so cool. <laughs> anyway, okay. We are at yet. Yet God sent us his son in human form to identify with human weakness, clothed with humanity. God's son gave his body to be the sin offering so that God could once and for all condemn the guilt and power of sin. It's condemned. So now, every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one, living his life in us. And we are free to live, not according to our flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. There he is. There he is. There's Holy Spirit. Jesus comes in and makes us right, and then we have the freedom to live through the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. We can't do it without him. We can't. Those who are motivated by the flesh, verse 5, those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the Spirit finds life and peace. Moving at the impulse. Holy Spirit is as close as your heartbeat. Your heart beats and pulses through your veins to keep you alive. And I feel like reading that, that's what Holy Spirit does. He's our pulse. He moves us. He gives us our being. He gives us instruction, discipline, encouragement. Jesus called him our divine encourager. Ah, oh, man, how many of you need encouraging every day? How many of you can get stuck in your own head? And you beat yourself up one side and down the other. That isn't Holy Spirit. That isn't how he operates. I'm telling myself right now. He is the divine encourager. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. Are you motivated to pursue spiritual realities in your world? Not just this is reality, but spiritual reality. Heaven touching earth. 
That is why Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. He said, I got to go because one is coming. He's good. Get ready. I mean, how great would it have been to have Jesus walking with us and talking with us all the time in the flesh? That would have been so cool. But he was so good to say, something better is coming for you. Someone better. I mean, they're all better, right? But like, that's what I hear him saying, that, that Jesus, he said, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit's coming. Go and wait for him. Be filled to overflowing with him every single day. And move at his impulse. When we move at the impulse of the Holy Spirit, miracles happen. When we move at the impulse of the Holy Spirit, we think differently. When we move at the impulse of the Holy Spirit, we are able to do things we would never do, example A, in our own ability. Right? Does that sound fun to anybody? Does that sound good? Because this is good news. It's good news. The gospel is good news. All of it, every part of it is good news. And it's fun. And we are loved. And we get to operate out of love because he loves us. Because he loves us. We get to move in this power. Not because we're good enough. Not because we're, we're, we're doing the right things. Not because of that. Because he loves us. Shake all the rest off. Shake it all off. Because you are, you are to move out of the love of God. You're to have your being out of the love of God. And what does he say your life will be like when you're controlled by the Spirit? The mindset controlled by the Spirit is full of life and peace. How many of us need peace every day? I do. I do. I need to step from the natural reality into our natural reality should be kingdom. Not world. Our natural reality should be the kingdom. Okay, let's keep going. Verse 7. In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. For no matter how hard they try, God finds no pleasure with those who are controlled by the flesh. But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. And if you are not joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, you are not of Him. Those are some intense words. We cannot do this in the flesh. We have to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. We talked earlier about when you receive Christ, the Holy Spirit is there at salvation. And when Jesus breathed on the disciples and he said, receive Holy Spirit. It was Holy Spirit's breath life flowing through them. Eternal life. And then when he said, go to Jerusalem and wait for the power from on high. That power is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You see, Holy Spirit is involved. (laughs) Jesus said, repent, be baptized, be filled with the Spirit. Paul said, repent, be baptized, be filled with the Spirit. All throughout Acts, repent, be baptized, be filled with the Spirit. One right after the other. 
And sometimes Holy Spirit came before the water baptism happened. And sometimes they knew Jesus and they had water baptism and they hadn't been filled with the Holy Spirit yet. We talked about a story this morning. They ran from, to Samaria because the Samaritans had gotten the word of Jesus. This is in Acts. And they got the word and they were, they were saying yes to Jesus. And they're like, they've got to have the power of the Holy Spirit. So they traveled 60 miles to get to them. And so they, and, and, and they got there and they laid hands on them and they said, receive Holy Spirit. And they were filled. And they were filled. And the church grew. The church grew. The church multiplied. We want the church to grow. What do we need? To be filled. <laughs> to operate in the spirit, not in the flesh. And this isn't to condemn you, you bad person, you fleshy person. No, don't. Do you hear it? Do you hear the love? He's removing all of that. And he's saying, operate in my spirit. It's free. You're free. You're free. You're free. Now Christ, his life, I'm sorry. Now Christ lives his life in you. And even though your body may be dead because of the effects of sin, his life-giving spirit imparts life to you because you are fully accepted by God. Yes, God raises Jesus to life. And since God's spirit of resurrection lives in you, that same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. (laughs) Focus, okay. He will also raise your dying body to life by that same spirit that breathes life into you. You're not dead anymore. And he has life for your physical body too. Come on. That's a shouting, that's a shouting moment. He says we're dead, right? Yeah, shout. Please do. Keep it coming. And then he says, but through Christ, through that resurrection power. What is that resurrection power? Holy Spirit. <laughs> so good. Okay, focusing again. What verse were we on? Thank you. So then, beloved ones, the flesh has no claims on us at all. And we have no further obligation to live in obedience to it. Hmm. (laughs) Ha ha. For when you live controlled by the flesh, you are about to die. But if the life of the Spirit puts to death the corrupt ways of the flesh, we then taste his abundant life. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I have come that they may have life and life more abundantly or life to the full. (sighs) I guess I got to turn the page. Hang on. So this is, this is what you're destined for. Are you ready? Spirit-filled believers, you're destined for glory. Sons and daughters destined for glory. The mature children of God are those who are moved. Again, this is the same repetition. The, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty. He's repeating himself again. You did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. Mm. 
but you have received the spirit of full acceptance enfolding you into the family of God and you will never feel orphaned. For as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. You are God's beloved child. And since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) teleport. It's going to happen someday. (laughs) I'm qualified because I'm his beloved daughter, right? Okay. (laughs) Couldn't help it. All his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is. Say all. 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 Not some of what he is, not part of what he is, all of what he is. We inherit it all. And all that he has. Say all. All. How much? All. All. (laughs) So good. We will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. If we suffer jointly, this is another part of the translation below. If we suffer jointly, we will enjoy glory jointly. Hmm. I'll just let that speak. You guys good to read a few more verses? Is that okay? I don't know what time I started, so I... Okay. (laughs) He said it doesn't matter. You guys are going to spend the whole night here. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Hey, it's Sunday night. Do you remember the Sunday night services where you just tarry in the presence? Mm, Man, those were good. Weren't they? Travis said, hey, how would you like to do this every Sunday night? I'm like, "Mm." and then I thought, how hungry am I? How hungry are we? Okay. A glorious destiny. You are destined for glory. I am convinced, verse 18. Okay, so he's going back to the suffering part, and and we don't like to talk about the suffering part because we like the glory, right? We like the cool stuff, the treasures, that that part, right? That sounds awesome. But what happens when you walk through a trial? What happens when something doesn't go your way? What happens when the prayer that you prayed wasn't answered the way you wanted it to be answered? What happens when someone hurts you? (laughs) What happens? Where do you land? Do you land in the flesh or do you land in the spirit? 
Do we land in his arms or do we land in the trying to figure it out and frustrated with him and pushing him away? You can't ask why. That's, I've heard that. Don't ask why. It's too hard on this side of eternity to understand why. Sometimes God gives you the why. And then sometimes he says, just trust me. And let my glory flow through. And let the what pour out. What do you want to do with this situation, God? I'm here. I'm broken. It's real. The pain is real. Paul talked about in Acts, don't be thrown off by the fact that I got thrown in prison. It's all right. <laughs> I think I'd be a little thrown off. Like the dude that were, that, that's led us to Christ and that's so powerful got thrown into prison. And he says, don't be thrown off by that. The same spirit is still the same spirit. And he is good. And, and Jesus is powerful. And you just keep going. That doesn't mean that we don't grieve. That doesn't mean that we don't walk through the process and we don't talk to God about how we're feeling. He cares about your emotions. He cares about every feeling you have. The soul is the seed of emotions and character. Emotion, he cares about our emotions. And he cares about renewing them and restoring them and breathing life into every area of our being. Amen? Okay. So we're back to to verse 18. I am convinced that any suffering we endure is less than nothing compared to the magnitude of glory that is about to be unveiled within us. (laughs) The entire universe is standing on tiptoe, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. For against its will, the universe itself has had to endure the empty futility resulting from the consequences of human sin but now with eager expectation all creation longs for freedom from its slavery to decay and to experience with us the wonderful freedom coming to God's children now now not just when we get to heaven he said all of creation was, is groaning now and seeing that we're waking up, that we're waking up, that humanity is being received. Jesus, is, Jesus has redeemed us, amen? And all of creation is responding to that redemption. We are called to bring heaven to earth. It's so good. That's a whole nother message. To this day, we are aware of the universal agony and groaning of creation as if it were in the contractions of labor or childbirth. And it's not just creation. We who have already experienced the first fruits of the Spirit, the first fruits of the Spirit are the indwelling presence, gifts, His wisdom, and His transforming power. We who have already experienced the first fruits of the Spirit also inwardly groan as we passionately long to experience our full status as God's sons and daughters, including our physical bodies being transformed. For this is the hope of our salvation. It's so funny because I just, I, that's what I, I think of when I talk to a lot of elderly folks. They're like, I can't wait for my new body, my perfect body. And we all wonder, like, will we be 30? Like, what exactly is the perfect body? What is that going to look like? No. Okay. So, but we all long for it. We all long to be in the presence of our creator because that was what we were made to do. Adam and Eve were made to walk with God in the garden 24-7. They 
were made to be in his presence. And when Jesus came, it says wholeness and fullness, right, was restored to us. So guess who we get to be with 24-7? Who do we get to be with all the time? Who dwells in us? In the Old Testament, they didn't have the Spirit of God dwelling in us. They had visitations of the Spirit. There may have been a couple of people that had the indwelling, but there was just a few, not, not, not like for every believer. You see what Jesus did is he restored us back to the garden. He said, I'm, I'm putting you back. And we groan and we eagerly seek after that completeness. And he's saying, you have it now. I know that's bold to say, because we've always said, well, we'll wait till we get to heaven. But what if God wants to bring it now? Heaven is going to be great, but he's got so much for you now. Let's not hurry up and get out of here. Let's hurry up and enjoy here. Amen? Okay. Okay. What verse are we on? Somebody help me out. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so we'll go down to but. Well, hang on. Let's back up. For this is the hope of our salvation. But hope means that we must trust and wait for what is still unseen. For why would we need to hope for something we already have? So because our hope is set on what is yet to be seen, we patiently keep on waiting in its, for its fulfillment. And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray or know the best things to ask for. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf. Super intercede. I can't read the Greek word, but the Greek word is translated super or hyper intercede for us. We can only imagine how many blessings have poured into our lives because of the hyper intercession of the Holy Spirit for us. Hmm. This is not a passive relationship. He's actively about you. God, the searcher of the heart, knows fully our longings, yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, his holy ones, in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. So <clears throat> we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. For he knew all about us before we were born. And he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. He destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. Hey, brother. Hey, sister. We're related. Did you know that? <laughs> Whether you like it or not. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. 
transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone and called. Just in case you were wondering what the new covenant held, he's just reminding you one more time. You are perfectly righteous through Jesus Christ. He co-glorified with his son. And those who possess his perfect night righteousness, he co-glorified with his son. Hey, brother and sister, co-glorified with Jesus. I am continually convinced that every part of my days are woven together by the hand of God. Does that mean that God allows those bad things to happen? Does that mean that he does things to us? No. If it's death, loss, and destruction, it's not of him. Right? Hello. If it's death, loss, or destruction, it is not from God. But what does God promise? He takes all things and works them together for the good of those who love him. All things. All things. He takes and works together for the good. Hmm. Holy Spirit is interceding on your behalf tonight. Holy Spirit loves and adores you and is filling you. And Jesus said, ask and you'll receive, right? Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. And if you continue on in that passage, he says, if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? How much more will he give? Do you have to do anything? Now, here's my other question. Does he just whammo you and you don't have a say and takes control and like a puppet just with strings? Because I think that's sometimes what we fear is that Holy Spirit's going to take control and I'm going to look stupid. Well, maybe you will. It's okay. We're brothers and sisters here, right? But that's not, it's, he doesn't take control. He's not controlling. He's filling Okay? He's not a puppet master. You are a willing participant. Ask and you will receive. He won't force himself on you. Right? In my experience, it was me asking. And I've heard all throughout this week, I've been asking people, you know, when you were baptized in the Holy Spirit, what was it like? And, and a lot of them, I had several, I think three, said they were, they were curious. They knew about the Holy Spirit, and they knew that, they, that, that the, the church, the Word of God was saying, you need the Holy Spirit in your life. And they wanted all of God. And so several of them, one of them is Eric. He's sitting right here. I'm going to share your testimony. He closed the doors in his house. He made sure no one was home. All the windows, all the doors. <laughs> made sure no one was home. And he sat down. He said, all right. He said, I know you're real. And I want all of you in my life. And he said, all of a sudden, he just started to pray in tongues. Ask and you will receive. It's that simple. 
We, can't, we don't need to convolute it. Nobody needs to be at the back hitting you on top of the head. No one needs to be screaming in your ear. Ask and you'll receive. That's it. Another gal, she was a kid. She, she heard, a, um, she went to a, um, what's the word? Church. It's kind of church. Mm-hmm. Anyways, she went to church. She heard the message of the Holy Spirit. Moravian, Moravian church. She went to the Moravian church and she heard the message of the Holy Spirit. And she went home and, and she's like, oh, I, I, I want Holy Spirit. But she didn't really like just, she, she was a kid. So she went in her room, she lay down and go to sleep and she just started talking to God. And she said, all of a sudden I just started speaking in tongues and I had no idea, it just came out. Asking you'll receive. I want all of you, all of you. All of you. And when we operate there on the daily, and we say, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to say? How do you want me to discipline my kid in this moment when I really don't want to be so gracious? Right? How do I love this person that just slapped me in the face? Holy Spirit, what do I say to this person? I know that they are loved by you, and I see them here on the street, and they need something. They need to know you. What do I say? He is our friend. He's our guide. He's our advocate. These these are all words in the Scripture to describe the Holy Spirit's action in our lives. He advocates for us. He guides us. He directs us. He's so personal. He is not an it. Tongues is amazing, okay? But we can't, I said this this morning, and I, I don't know, I just, I, I think it's funny, but we can't get tongue hung. We can't get stuck on the fact that, oh, well, maybe I haven't spoken in tongues, but, so the Holy Spirit doesn't want to live in me. That's not true. That is not true. That is not the word of God. Tongues will flow out of you. I don't want you to worry about it. It's coming. If you're saying, Holy Spirit, fill me, tongues will be a part of that. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe next year. Don't get distracted by the gift. Look to the giver. Have relationship with Holy Spirit on a daily basis. I heard another testimony, and I don't know where I heard it, but I heard another testimony where this this gal wanted more of the Holy Spirit. She was in this service, and the service was really weird. And, And Holy Spirit's not weird. The service was really weird, and she's like, I know that that's not you working, in, and I, I can sense it in my spirit. That's just not, that's, it's, but she went home, and she said, I don't, I don't, I don't want anything but you. She shook off what she saw, because in our humanness, sometimes we can convolute things, and we got to stop. Simple. He's simple. So she went home, and she said, I, I want all of you, and she didn't speak in tongues right away. But later on, her husband called her. Later on that week, her husband called her, and he was in a dire situation. And she began to weep, and she began to pray, and all of a sudden, tongues flowed out. Man, he will not hold back from you the power of his spirit. He said, repent, be baptized, be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Every day, overflowing. 
We've read a verse this morning, and I'm sorry I'm not remembering the references, but there are a lot of verses we read today, and I am, I'm not going to try. But do you remember, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. That's John 7. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. It's the power of the Holy Spirit, an image of the filling to overflowing power of the Holy Spirit. And what will follow those who believe? Signs and wonders. Greater things will you do. Like Pastor Dave said earlier, greater things will you do in my name. But see here, the pressure is off us. I was putting a lot of pressure on myself for tonight. And what did the Holy Spirit do? He came through. See, you saw me step out, and I honestly did not have notes. Honest. Just that. Just that. But I've studied and I've spent time with the Holy Spirit this week. And I've, I've just gone after him. And even though I couldn't write it down on a page, he was doing something in me. And he's saying, are you willing to step out and move at my impulse? Are you willing to move at my impulse? Are you willing to trust me when you don't have the rest? When you don't have all the answers, are you willing to go anyway? Are you willing to speak anyway? Are you willing to move anyway and trust me? You may go down the hill and feel that belly coming up into your throat. It's okay. He's got you. It's like a roller coaster sometimes. Okay. Will you stand with me? asked Pastor Dave, I said, so what do we want to do for the rest of the night, you know, after I'm done delivering the word? And, and he said, let's just spend time in the presence of God. Does that sound good? That sounds so good. And I want to invite you. If there's anyone in the house tonight and you have not said yes to Jesus, I want to invite you into a relationship with a real living God. I want to invite you into a relationship where Jesus came. He went to the cross and he said, I'm going to set all things right. And he's good. So if you haven't said yes to Jesus, everything I described tonight in the word, everything in, in that chapter, everything in that book is yours. It's yours. So if you want to ask Jesus into your life tonight, this is your time. We're going to just take a minute and search your heart. He says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Confession, Jesus, I need you. I need you in my life. I, I know that without you, I'm operating in the flesh. I know without you, I'm powerless. I know without you, I'm, I feel weak. I need you. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you are the one true King. And I want to be your brother. I want to be your sister.
If that is you tonight, I want to offer something really cool. We've never done this before on the fly, have we? Maybe like one. We have a tank over here (laughs) full of water, and it's warm, kind of, hopefully. I haven't tested it. Okay, it's, it's, it's relatively warm. <laughs> I can't lie. <laughs> it's not cold, like Tappan Lake was cold. It's not cold, okay? So we have a tank over here for water baptism. Jesus said, follow me in water baptism. It's a representation. It's a declaration to say, yes, I will lay down my old life, and I will rise up a new daughter, a new son adopted. So if this, that is you tonight and you've never been baptized in water and you are like, yes, I say yes to Jesus, let's go. I'm going to get in that water. I'm going to do this. Jesus said, repent and be baptized and be filled with the Spirit. He wants to do all three of those things tonight in your life. That opportunity is here. I just, I just want to tell you, if you feel moved, your pastor is here and you want him to baptize you or you want one of us to baptize you, the water is ready. Come find us. I'm not going to make it weird and say, okay, raise your hand. But if, if you're moved and you've never been baptized, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so that's the first part. What's that? Thank you. <laughs> I agree. I love it. That's a great offer. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we're going to spend time in his presence, and we already have been. And and let's just keep it simple. There are pastors in the room, but you do not have to have a pastor lay hands on you for you to receive Holy Spirit. But if you want somebody to agree with you to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that is totally doable too. It happened both ways. So we're here. But this is all about your relationship and your intimacy with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he wants to fill you. He wants to move through you. He wants to perform signs, wonders. (laughs) He wants to do all the things in your life. He is ready. What you loose here, heaven will loose. So say, Holy Spirit, fill me. And it's done. There's no question. That's go after relationship. Go after intimacy. And Holy Spirit will just keep pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring. I'm going to leave it there for right now. And I'm going to listen to Holy Spirit. But let's just take some time. I want you to find a place in the room. If you want to stay where you are, that's where you're comfortable, great. If you feel like, okay, I need to take a step out of my zone and I need to step out in faith and move forward, the altars are open. And it's open for you to lay down. There's space over here. There's space right here. And there's a little bit of space over there to get into the presence, to step into the water, to let that water pour through and move through you. In Jesus' name, let me pray over you as we enter into this time. Holy Spirit, we are yours. Holy Spirit, we are your daughters and sons. We love you. We invite you. We invite you. We invite you. We don't want to move without you. We don't want to speak without you. We don't want to have our being without you. Fill this room right now. Fill this room with healing. Fill this room with power. Fill this room with you. Let us let go of all things that 
that hinder all things that would stop us that would that would halt us out let us be free be free in Jesus name he he paid for your freedom be free